live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. On Giddy Up, the weekend preview with Dean Watling and Mick Gannon. I thought the top two in instructing the Brave Mead were the way to go. I just sort of thought Brave Mead, the way he hit the line up to the 1,400 metres. For me, I've put him on top. With Brave Mead coming up on both, over the top, Brave Mead, two got Brave Mead. But I think Arkansas Kid is ridiculous odds here. Yeah, I'd, I'd nearly have a two play on Arkansas Kid and Facile, given that Arkansas Kid, I agree, is way over the odds. Arkansas Kid is bursting through from Facile and Don Corleone. Arkansas Kid just in front. I was willing to take Tropical Squall on. I like Autumn Angel. Tropical Squall grabbed by Autumn Angel. She's got it. Autumn Angel gets up to win it. At the current odds, Gareth, I'd be more than happy to take Rota Arataki, who will probably get the run of the race out in front and prove hard to beat the small field. Rota Arataki, 50 metres to go. Packing too many punches and one. Rota Arataki is one of the... The unspoken was hard enough to beat in a, a big field here. But unspoken, well rated in the lead and wins it comfortably. Without a fight, it's a main danger, so I've probably just got without a fight on top. I think Mitchell Wilson is bang on without a fight. I think we're just getting a juicy price because he didn't go to the Turnbull Stakes. West Wind blows 100 to go without a fight coming at it. What a weekend from the lads. They were on the fire. It was a complete and utter fill-up from Mitchy Lewis and Dean Watling. Mickey Gannon was superb as well because he was playing golf, but it was uh, his encouragement and um, his support that helped inspire the boys. And let's welcome in the team ahead of a magical weekend of racing. It's the greatest race that WS Cox played on Saturday. We've got the Manicato for the sprinters. A group two crystal mole. This will be one for the ages. A small but full of quality type of field and contest. That will be the crystal mile. The the vase for the three-year-olds, the Crockett Stakes, the Red Anchor. The English Banner is always intriguing for the two-year-olds. And then at Randwick, we've got the Craven Plate. And then the group one, the Spring Champion Stakes for the three-year-olds. The Invitation for the Mayors and the Calendar Presnell as well. What a day it promises to be. Let's welcome in the team, dmotling.com. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Gareth Gano, Mitchy Lewis, back again for another week. Uh, last group one in Sydney, Spring Champion Stakes, and a Mount Gordon Cox Plate. So can't wait to rip in, fellas. And hello to you, Mickey Gannon. Welcome back. Morning, well, D. Good to be back. How good? Uh, how good were the boys? I feel like Jerome Luai. Whenever I'm away, they go better. It's unbelievable. And Mitchy Lewis with about a hundred to one shot. He somehow got a, a fifteen-year-old horse to get over the line in the Geelong Cup. That's how good he's going. As I said, I think at Mount Gambier, the 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 richest people there are the Scott family with Scott Transport. You know, when you're driving down that Hume Highway and your big truck goes past you, it's it's Scott Transport with um, from Mount Gambia. Mitchie Lewis has replaced him, Alan Scott, yeah, after tipping a maid in the Geelong Cup and his domination over the last couple of weeks. Hello to you, Mitchie Lewis from formguidebreakdowns.com. Yeah, mate, I'm just a, just a small-time chipper away around here. That's all right. I'll, I'll let the Scots Transport carry on. All right, boys, let's go and preview this Cox Plate. We'll go runner by runner. This is the first race that we'll analyse. And uh, the favourite, of course, is Romantic Warrior. He's at $3.80. James McDonald, Danny Shum is the trainer. Let's hear from Danny Shum, the trainer of Romantic Warrior. In this year's Cox Plate, he's the pride and joy of Hong Kong. Uh, the boys um, the, give me a good report. I, day by day, he said the horse is getting better day by day. And James McDonald, he gallop him three times on the turf, two times in Mooney Valley. 
every time he get up, he sent me the report. It's very good. And when you the Wallaby on the turf, he's still very good. He told me, yeah. Just get on Romantic Warrior after what I saw there on Monday morning with his track work, Mitchie Lewis. Your thoughts about his chances? Yeah, he's definitely got to be considered. I know. I think he'll definitely improve off that first up run. Uh, rating points for the world racing is certainly very high in that. Uh, and Barrier 7, I think he's probably going to track or look to track Alligator Blood. So I definitely reckon he's a huge chance, in my opinion. All right, Mickey Gannon. Oh, mate, he's a massive chance. Clearly on top for me, uh, but just quietly. How good's Danny Shum? Probably the only man that's dressed in a uh, three-piece suit at Geelong uh, yesterday. <laughs> what a legend. Loved him. Um, horse to beat, rolls forward. Mm. They reckon he's improved four lengths. He only has to improve two and a half to be a deserved favourite, and he, he's clearly on top for me, G-Man. Do you know? Yeah, I think barriers win big races, and we saw it last year. Animo saw it uh, last couple of weeks ago. We think about it in the Everest, and he just maps to get the perfect run. He can have outside the leader if he wants. He can have the 1-1. One, one. He can have three pairs back. He's got a million options, and I just love the progression that um, J-Max speaks of post the Turnbull, which we've seen stack up. West Wind Blows showed immense improvement to run second in the Caulfield Cup. I think this horse will do it, and we're now getting a juicier price because he got beaten the term mistakes, fellas. Yeah, we're going to see the real romantic warrior in the Cox Plate. Can't wait to see what he can do there. He's at 380 in the market leader there with Bet365. Zaki's the old boy. He's got an outside gate to contend with. He's at $19 with Bet365. Let's listen to Robbie Archibald, the racing manager for Annabelle Neesham. She's over the moon with the way he's going. She's been happy with him all preparation and obviously just building for, for Saturday. So um, from from his work point of view, he's been spot on. He's, he looks great. He's moving as well as ever. Um, so she's really pleased with him. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed, um, fingers crossed that he presents on the day in, in the order that he is at the moment. Can he win Mickey Gannon? No, gee, absolutely yeah. not. I've got I've got Zaki Mark twenty nine dollars. I'm not keen at all. It comes out of two slowly run races, fourteen, sixteen, now two thousand meters. In my notes, I've written spell me. Yeah, he needs to get to the front. I think he'll have to do too much work to get to the front, Dino. In my eyes. Yeah, I think it's going to sum up really well. I think he's about a sixteen hundred meter horse than two thousand. The gate adds even more um, negativity to that, as well as the the blood count. Scratches race morning to starts ago. Well, last start was meant to be. So, yeah, no for me. Mitchy? Yeah, no. Barrier 12 is worst case scenario because he's six weeks in between runs. It's a little bit concerning for me. How he's going to get across Alligator Blood and Romantic Warrior, I've got no idea. So, he's either going to have to run his race really early or take a sit and ride for luck. Jeez, Mr. Brightside's been affirming with Bet365 into $7 since the Barry draw. He gets gate two for Craig Williams. Here's J.D. Hayes this morning talking about Mr. Brightside. Uh, no, I wasn't. Um, I think it just comes across a little bit disappointing because he's a dollar ninety. but yep. when you go through Fangirl and reflect, her form behind Anima is outstanding. She's a very good horse in her own right and um, we were a month between runs going to Sydney, so if we're ever going to be vulnerable there and we're back on our home deck, he's very good at the Valley two weeks between runs up to 2,000. He ticks a lot, a lot of boxes for me and um, gives him a chance to bounce back. So that's me asking, JD, was he disappointed in the King Charles effort? I know he finished second. That's probably a little bit harsh, but Fangirl did go straight past him, Dean. But since the barrier draw, he's had some good support, Mr. Brightside. He is dead set with ludicrous odds here. He should be second favourite. He's going to get the run of the race, a leader's back. Um, I 
I think he's massive odds here. I don't know how Alligator Blood is in front of him. I know people have the 2,000-meter knock on him, but he ran the second fastest last 600 of the Cox Plate last year. He's going better than ever, and his last start runs a total forgive. Like JD mentioned, four weeks between runs, he was fourth up. The last thing he wanted was a slowly run 1,600-meter race and a sit and sprint, and that's what they got. Um, and Fangel just showed a superior turn of foot. The interesting note that I wanted to make was He's six to the four in the King Charles was 11.48 and his two to the finish was 11.32. So his fastest split there was his two to the finish, which just screams to me that sit and sprint didn't suit and maybe he's looking for 2,000 metres. So I think he's a bet in the race and you've got to have a bet on him um, here at the price. Mickey? It's a strange one. I'm not sure. I think $6 is poison. I don't know what the price Dean has at marks, considering he thinks it's way overs, but he's come out of three slowly run races and now we're expected to see a high pressure 2,000 metres where there is some minor query. Not significant, but minor query. $6 is far too short for me. I had him uh, closer to $10. Bet 365 have him $7. Gareth Hall, Bet Dino. Um, you're going to have 15 with me, Mitchy Lewis. Ooh. Um, look, I thought it was pretty savvy of him to choose barrier two, to be honest. Yeah. Um, mm. It's just going to give him his best chance because I sort of thought if you have Zaki, Alligator Blood go at each other, you're going to be in the race sitting off that speed. But he goes well at the Valleys, three out of four here. But I do think there's others that are going to have a better chance for, than him, in my opinion. I just sort of thought they've given themselves the best chance. The, the, the alligator, alligator blood. He's on fire at the moment. He's won his last couple of group ones. Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot prepare. Here's Gay Waterhouse talking about alligator blood after his work on Tuesday morning at the Valley. It was fabulous. It's absolutely fabulous. He glided around here. He wouldn't have blown a candle out at the end of the gallop. He was just a happy chappy. Why do you love him so much? What makes him so special, Gay? He's a professional, an absolute professional. And he's a real, like Muhammad Ali with a boxer. You know, he goes out there and he goes, whack, whack, whack. I love it. <laughs> we love you too, Gay, and we love the, we love the alligator, Mitchy Lewis. Can he win a Cox Plate? I think he can. I've been pushing him for the last few weeks, saying that I think he's a massive chance if he gets a good barrier. So barrier five was interesting. I, I thought three or four would be ideal, but... I trust Gay more than probably I trust myself there. I just sort of think, I know they're knocking him in the might and power that he's coming off such a hardly run race into this one. But for me, the sort of how he sort of looks and how they talk about him, I think he's the sort of horse that can back it up as another hot tempo race. A little bit concerned Zaki drew out wide because I'm worried Zaki will nag him. But yeah, I'm pretty keen on him and I think he's about that right price. Mickey? Yeah, I think it's a um, it's a big box ticker that he comes out of a really strong run race. I think we needed to see that. I was I was wasn't that keen on him two thousand meters, but from what we saw last start and and his ratings profile, he's just he's just produced a, a massive peak there. He can definitely do it again. He's got the right jockey, he's got the right gate, and uh, he's around the right price. G, I think that's very fair. Dino. Yeah, it's just how he comes out of that strongly run race last start. If he kicks off it, then he's incredibly hard to beat. I'm probably in the other court. I thought. Uh, and that might take a little bit out of him. He's probably going to get uh, more pressure up front here, but I'd love to see him adopt the same tactics as he did last start. He's not going to beat them in a sit and sprint. I think the way he's going to beat them is what he did last start, take off nice and early, turn it into a truly run race, and that suits his profile and his toughness. So massive chance, but probably uh, short enough in the market. I could probably mark him a touch longer. If the blood does that, according to Dino, with his tactics, it'll help this horse gold trip. Let's hear from Kiramara and Mark Sarah, who combine with their 
Melbourne Cup winner who was, I thought, so brave there in the Caulfield Cup the other day. And at the moment, with Bet365, gold trips at $8. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he pulled up. Pulled up pretty well. Um, we'll see how he is over the next few days. But, um, yeah, early signs are good. I think so. I, I think for him... You know, we're going to be probably the last one on the scene and it'd be good if uh, they want to bash each other up sort of down the side and I think our chance is going to be to snip them late. Can he do it? Can he come over the top of him here, Mickey Gannon? Gold certainly trip. can. Yeah, look, he, he definitely can. Um, we, we know he's come out of strong run races. He just needs he just needs to speed on. Yeah, he'll get it. He'll be thereabouts. There's, there's no way they're going to run this slowly. So he can definitely win, G. Uh, I hear there's a bit of rain about in Melbourne this morning. A little bit. It was a little bit of rain overnight as well. But that, that valley okay. track can dry out pretty quickly. If they get rain during the meetings, which is unlikely, then you can, I think, think a little bit more into it. But yep. um, no, I think the track will play pretty I, fair. I, what I would say, G, is Goldship's probably the only back marker that could win this race. Yeah. Mitchie Lewis? Yeah, I agree. I He's going to be back. He's going to run a good race. He's going to flash home at some stage. I think a lot of it for his chances are going to depend on what happens at the front. So if they do go helter-skelter, it sets him right up, then that's okay. But if they have their sort of middle sections where they peel it off a little bit, I think you'll find some trouble. But if the race is run to suit him, he's a huge chance. Dino? Yeah, I think he's a better chance in a Cox play than he's in a Melbourne Cup this year. So if you do like him, I think this is the race you want to chime in. Like we referenced, if they get a strongly run race, um, do it at your own peril because he's probably going to be the strongest late. Just needs luck in transit and a little bit of juice, like Gano mentioned. And he's somewhat of a forgotten horse out of a, a great Caulfield Cup. So fascinated to see what the market does with him. I couldn't, wouldn't be surprised if he's a, a big steamer. We'll get a quick comment on these horses here. Six, my Oberon. Can he win a Cox Plate? We'll start with Mitchie. Then we'll go to Mick and Dino. Mitch? Not in my opinion. Be lucky to uh, be in the first half, G. Yeah, wet track's the only chance for him. Geez, Pinstripe's had some good back. He's now into $61. You could have got around $100-odd there after the Bowery draw for Enver Dusasovic and Benny Allen, Mitch. I think he just lacks a little bit of class compared to some of these. He's going to need luck from Barrier 11. He's two from two here at the track, so maybe he could be your roughy player, but I give him a small, like, minimal chance. Okay, so first force maybe there for you, Mitchie, some, some value there. Something what, like that. Yeah, yep. Mickey Gannon. Couldn't possibly entertain him, G. Okay, pinstriped. And what about you, Dino, with EJ? He's in good form at the moment. Benny would be dush, dush, dushing um, as the DJ. <laughs> what would we be doing, G? I don't know. What was dush, that? Yeah, dush, dush <laughs> back in the day. Doof, doof. Doof, doof, doof. No, I don't think he's a chance. I think if you're an inferior horse, you need everything in your court, and Barry 11's not in that um, setup. 0499-736-736 to join our conversation. Who won the prize? I reckon it was I reckon it was Steve from Glenroy. Dane Ripper back in 1997 was Damien Oliver's first Cox Plate winner for Bart Cummings. His grandson, Edward Cummings, will be teaming up with Ollie for his final Cox Plate ride with Juaz, who will be similar price to Dane Ripper. We'll preview the other half of the Cox Plate straight after the 10 o'clock news on the weekend preview. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome 
Welcome back to Getty Out. Yeah, we were born to run. My team, the weekend preview team, were born to tip. They've been on fire so far this spring. Today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 0499736736. we got a question for us here on Getty Up's Weekend Preview this morning. Let us know, but let's continue on our preview of the WS Cox player. Our greatest race. And this mare, Fangirl, is in a rich vein of form. She's at $8 for the Cox Plate. Chris Waller is having a crack with her at 2,000 metres. And in a Cox Plate, she was devastating in the King Charles last start. This is what Chris Waller had to say about her chances. She's a very fit horse. She's peaking at the right time. And as you said, she, she was devastating last start. So I, I think she'll be fine. She's won over... She's won a group one over 1850, albeit against her own age and sex. But you can't do any more than win. So I think she'll be fine. She's a very clean-winded horse and always runs a strong mile. Uh, and at Ramwick, etc. And they say you need to be a 2,000-metre horse to win a tough Ramwick mile. So when you listen to Chris Waller, and I know the gate's not in her favour against Mr. Brightside, but after watching that King Charles Dino... Like, how can Fangirl be a longer price than Mr. Brightside? Yeah, it's pretty easy in my mind. That race, the way it was run, it was more so a 1,400-meter race. It was an absolute crawl. And then from the 400-meter mark, and they've just sprinted home. I think that little bit of an anchor drop at the 600-meter mark allowed her to build the revs to get up to sort of Mr. Brightside. And then I think if we all knew pre-race that it was a 400-meter sprint home, that she had the superior turn of speed. I think she gets complete opposite setup here. Gate nine, she's going to get back a strongly run 2,000 metre race. She's going to have to be a superior stayer, loop them and come round them. I just don't think she can do that. Um, so I'm against her and I don't think she can win the Cox Plate. All right then, Mickey Gannett. Yeah, she's the most vulnerable horse in the race, geez. This is going to be a fast run 2,040 metre race. I had a marked, what I have her down here, uh, $29. Okay. Uh, I think she's extremely vulnerable. Uh, I think you could hear it in Chris's voice. I don't think he's as confident as you as you've heard him in the past. However, but tell me this then, Mickey. If you're thinking that she's a twenty nine dollar chance, yes, sir. Why would they go to a Cox Plate when they've got an invitation and then they've got a Champions Mile? Why would they go to the Cox Plate if they didn't think there's some chance that she'll get a strong two thousand meters? They're not that stupid, Chris Waller. They're a very astute stable. And um, definitely didn't make that. Uh, that no, I know, too. but you know what I mean. It's sort of like. Well, all I can say is she's come off slow run races. Yep. Where she's been able to use a, a superior turn of foot. She now gets to a 2,040 meters for the first time, mm-hmm. which is going to feel like when they go past the school that they've already gone 2,040 meters. And there's horses that are going to be back with her that are far better late over 2,040, i.e., gold trip. Yeah, I can't see her winning the race. Just a bit like you when you went for your first run down the, the <laughs> down the beautiful beachside at Manly. Oh, he was like blowing up. I do have the superior turn of foot though, Jake. You did. Stop you did. But unfortunately, <laughs> you were left behind. Uh, Mitchy Lewis, what are you thinking of Fangirl? Yeah, I think the boys summed it up pretty well. It's the setup that was a little bit concerning for me. I think she's just going to need a super ride and a lot of luck to win. I think if she can find. A, some gap if she's travelling okay, but yeah, I think the boys summed it up pretty well. It's up, she's up against it. All right, Juaz is at twenty nine dollars. We bet three six five. Edward Cummings, Damien Oliver, Mickey. Just want to preface the fangirl thing though, G. Yep. 
Chris Waller is capable of anything. Correct. So, mm. like, so it, it is an unknown. We've just, we've just got to we've just got to price that unknown in, and yeah. I'm not willing to. Um, do He's I not ask... capable, however, of getting you fit enough to um, oh, sprint go. down <laughs> there and beat <laughs> at Manly. I know that for I know that for a fact. That would be impossible. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe your mate Body could do that the way he's going oh, these days. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Dwayus, uh, look, I think that's about the right price. I had, had him yeah. marked around thirty three dollars. Just win win record's not there. I had a map. There's probably some concern really. Barrier one for it uh, to be back shuffled well and truly back. Got Dane Ripper written all over it. Um, Ollie smoking the pipe, blowing the whistle, and away she goes. 50, I'll give you fifty one dollars. Yeah, I'll give you probably myself fifty one dollars. Um, Dean Watley. <laughs> Yeah, you make a good point. They tend to always get off the inside and sort of loop them around the turn. I think that's the best case scenario for Dewayus sort of undertake them, a Winks F sort of run. I think she can settle closer than the run for Barry 3 3 affairs back on the inside, but yeah, not going as well as she probably needs to win a Cox plate. Mitchie Lewis? Yeah, I sort of thought at this stage of the barrier draw or whatever, they chose barrier one. It's probably indicates to me they're going to ride for luck. So I imagine she's going to smoke the pipe and look to cut the corner. So if that luck opens up, perhaps. But, yeah, it's a lot of ifs and buts. Victoria Road is out the gate since the Barry draw was single figures. Now you can get $12. Blake Shin takes the ride on the Aidan O'Brien train, Northern Hemisphere three-year-old. This is what Blake had to say about Victoria Road's chances in the great race. I hope so. I hope we're speaking after the race. The reports are pretty strong on him and... Um, Really happy to get the ride and trained by the arguably the world's best trainer, and uh, he wouldn't be sending him if you know if he didn't think he was the right horse. Well, Shin's on fire. I don't know Brian's a genius. He's won a Cox Plate with Adelaide, but Mitchie Lewis, he's definitely the unknown here. I don't think anyone really has uh, quite the understanding of what this horse can produce on Saturday. No, that's right. And so for a horse like this, uh, and a drift like this is a little bit alarming because you. It's at such a strange time, but for a horse like this, an import, I'm always looking to the markets late to see what they're going to do because, you know, it's your big boys that come and move on these imports sometimes. It's your best indicator. So you're only guessing at this stage, in my opinion. Yep. Dino? Yeah, Mitchie makes uh, the best point um, of the segment. It's going to be a market that determines if this horse can win or not, in my opinion. I think we saw Sir Dragonair's absolute steamer lately. Scrisher, similar horses that we don't really know too much about. Rely on the market, but doing the form on this horse, I think he's an elite 1,600-meter horse, a strong 2,000s at query, but if they go slow enough, he's a chance. But um, lean on the market late, it will tell you everything. Mickey Gannon. The boys have covered it well. Gee, I'm just wondering, was there a lack of coffee down there at Mooney Valley on uh, on Tuesday? Because everyone sounds flat. Well, they were just like, you know, comfortable in their surroundings, Mickey. We can't be always up. <laughs> All the time, I thought Gay was in. Well, Gay was form. up and about, wasn't she? Yeah, <laughs> she was. She yeah, put a put a dampener on things. I walked away saying it was the best ever giddy up that we've ever produced, Mickey G. I did hear that. Yes, yeah, we oh, I was. It was it was a great show. No, I just thought Blake. I, I just I, I like to no, listen Blake to the tone measured, of voice yeah. from from these trainers and yeah. and these participants. And if they're really excited and up and about, I, I think mm, that's yeah. really good signs. No. When they're a little bit flat, I think, geez, Blake. Yeah. They all saw alligator blood look like a machine going around, and then the, everybody down, was like, that, "That's it. It's all down. done. It's all over." All right, then. It was early in the morning. It was, but you know, Blake. That's Blake. He's really measured. Well, there you go. Well, then that's Gary, all we need to know. You yeah. Know, you know, Gary, he's a bit like, he's got the James Cummings type of, he, he yeah, talks, okay. he doesn't talk at a great rate. Um, let's yeah. talk about the three-year-old militarize. Here's Chris Waller. Hope, please let Chris Waller sound up and about here as he talks about militarize <laughs> ahead of the Cox Plate. He's well. Great form lines, obviously defeated at Caulfield, but 
we'll put that behind us and hope it that gets a reasonable draw can be sort of a bit closer. He's a very good horse and I think mature enough, albeit a, a young three-year-old, to be running in the race. He, he raced over a mile at two and won a group one. So that to me from that day onwards was always shaping towards a Cox Plate run. Well, he got barrier three, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, and, and that's the that's the waller I like to hear. I think this horse is a huge, huge chance militarised. I, I just loved it. Slow tempo last start. It's going to go to a 2,040 metres for the first time, and he'll enjoy this um, strong hit out. You get Zachy Lloyd. He'll be pumped. Don't worry about that. Uh, this is this is blowout chance. No big chance in the race. Yes, can yeah. win. He's $8, Mitchie Lewis. Yeah. I thought Barrier 3 was interesting because he, he's got that habit of just missing the kick slightly. And I was a little bit concerned that if he ends up four pairs back the fence or something like that, he's he's going to need to ride for luck. So that's probably going to be his key. I just He's the best of the three-year-olds in my opinion, but I'm a little bit concerned. I would have thought something like six or seven might have been slightly better. But um, if everything goes his way, I definitely think he's got the finish on him to get there. Dino? Yeah, he's definitely got the ability. I echo Mitchie's thoughts there. I thought gate three, they did have second choice. I thought it was a little bit of a strange choice of a gate when four and six were available. I think worst case scenario, like Mitchie said, he's four pairs back on the inside. Best case scenario is he's three pairs back on the outside. If he lands in the latter, I think he's a massive winning hope here and he's a big price. And I just love to see Zachy Lloyd. He's been riding phenomenally. He's got his fair knockers out there, but he's a young jet and hopefully he gives Millis Rides a good ride here and it's a definite chance. DNA King Colorado, Kira Ma says he can win a Cox Plate. He he beat Home Miller to rise in a Caulfield Guineas and he was off the track throughout. He's got an interesting gate to contend with. Wonder what Michael D would do here. He's at $26 with Bet365. Yeah, the gate's a big concern. I think it needs a little bit of juice out of this track to be at his best. Mm. Um, it was, yeah, okay last start. I think up to 2,000 metres is a big tick, but needs a lot of luck from the gate and needs the juice. So of the two three-year-olds, I'd have militarised firmly in front of King Colorado. Mickey Gannon? Uh, King Colorado is a beneficiary of Zaki drawing barrier 12. It's absolutely ideal. He'll push, he'll push, the, uh, push the button, Mickey D. He's one of the best group one um, jockeys we have in this country. His record proves it. He'll be nice and aggressive. King Colorado, the gap between it and militarize is far too big. And uh, I'm happy to be betting King Colorado, G. All right, then. And Mitchie Lewis? Yeah, it's a little bit the same thing. Barrier 10 is not ideal. Perhaps he finds a good spot, but just a little bit untested with the hot tempo that I'm expecting this race to be, I'm not willing to be with him. All right, then tips for the Cox Plate on with Romantic Warrior. I think he'd be mighty hard to beat. Loved his track work on a Monday morning from Gold Trip, the five. And I give a militarized from that gate, the 11. I don't mind the gator. He can just mind his own business. He'll need luck. But if he gets that luck, he shouldn't be far off them. So my numbers there, one from five and 11 in this year's WS Cox Plate. Dean Watley, what are you doing in the Cox Plate? Yep, I'm quite keen at the odds of Romantic Warrior. Gets a lovely setup here off the back of a forgive run last start. Last thing it wanted first up was a brutally run Turnbull Stakes. We've seen Westwind Blows rocket out of that. Three weeks between runs is a, a massive tick, as is the gate. Gets the run of the race and should be incredibly hard to beat. I think Mr. Brightside's ridiculous odds and should be second favourite. I think up to 2,000 metres suits now. Deep in the prep, um, I think gold trips, a big chance of a fast tempo, and I have to include militarised. So for me, Romantic Warrior on top, keen to bet, as well as Mr. Brightside. 
I'm going to back both those. And in behind that, I think Gold Trip and Mills Rise probably round out the first four. Mickey Gannon. Romantic Warrior, clearly on top G. Then I have Alligator Blood, Gold Trip, Militarizing, King Colorado, like just there. So I'll, I'll play Romantic Warrior and then I'll use the rest of those for, for my exotics. Mitchie? Yeah, I've been saying it for a few weeks. I backed Alligator Blood and got a position a couple of weeks ago. So that's given me the ability to have a saver on Romantic Warrior to cover that bet. So, so Alligator Blood on top, Romantic Warrior, my saver. Alligator Blood for Mitchie Lewis, Romantic Warrior for the rest of us. In the WS Cox Plate, can't wait for it. 10-16. And just from a punting perspective, some advice there. I would be betting fixed odds, Romantic Warrior. Don't touch the tote because you'll start very, very short. We saw that in the Turnbull Stakes. But if you like a horse like Alligator Blood or a Gold Trip, back him on the tote with Bet365 um, because then you're going to get better value for money because the money will come for Romantic Warrior. Make no mistake about that. 16 minutes past 10. Let's have a look at the other um, feature races straight after this at Mooney Valley. On a Saturday. Mickey, did you want to say something there regarding the tote? No, I said that's astute. That's good. That's yep. good stuff, Jay. Right, I love then. it. Good for the punters. Appreciate that. It gives me so much confidence heading into our next <laughs> our next segment here on Giddy Up's wow. Weekend Preview. Thanks to Bet365. <laughs> Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the weekend preview as we get set for Cox Plate Day. Terrific meeting there in Sydney, highlighted by the Group 1 um, Spring Champion Stakes for the three-year-olds. And we care, the weekend preview and Giddy Up brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's have a look at the Crystal Mile. It's a Group 2 over the 1,600 metres, of course, and Boy, it's a beauty. It's only a small field, but a host of chances. Lindsay Smith, bullish about Tuvalu, as much as Lindsay could be this morning. $2.80. Banker's Choice, $13. Just Folk at $21. Was pretty good. First up for Gavin Bedgegood. And Tino at $2.80 is the equal favourite with Bet365 with Tuvalu. They're Mustang Valley at 11 And you can get $4 for the star Kiwi mare, Prowess. Let's hear from Tony Golan talking about Antino's chances when we had a chat to him on Giddy Up on Tuesday. He's definitely improved again. He was good in the Tourac. It was a day it was awfully hard to come from where he was to go around them. We saw a lot of horses get beat on the day trying to do that. He hit the front and his run probably just ended. He had to sustain a long run. He's better again now going into Mooney Valley, and he's probably got to be. This is a different sort of race. It's a wait for age, and there's some genuinely really good horses in it as well. So... There's no easy races here in the spring, but he's certainly in, in great shape. Oh, this is a great race, Dino. So many chances, small field, but full of quality. Yeah, I tend to like these smaller races. I think it's easier to bet into. I think it's a great clash between the top two in the market. Uh, I think Prowess is the, the query run. I think we saw her gallop the other day, which was outstanding. I'm not sure what to do with her. Oh, I let the way of Antino here. I, I probably won't be betting to the race, but I was against Tuvalu just at the price of that. Gap between runs. I think Antino can roll to the front, turn this into a proper contest and use its fitness um, to lead all the way. I think that's the way you beat Tuvalu eyeball. It. I don't think um, you sort of want to be coming from too far back and giving Tuvalu too easy of a splits, but probably not a race I'm keen to bet into, Gunner. Yeah, I found it challenging to sort of work out how good ProS is going and how good it will go. Uh, I think she she could definitely win the race. Uh, Tuvalu, well... 
you've got to out of form Jamie Carr aboard. She's due. Gee, she's overdue. So she'll be, she'll produce a, uh, a good ride at some stage and then she'll be onwards and upwards from there. I found it really hard. I found no value in the market. If I had to have a tip, G, it would be Tuvalu. Mitch? Yeah, Tuvalu was mine. Um, I thought he's having a sneaky good prep. Like his last start, he was second behind Alligator Blood. And what Mickey G just said about Jamie Carr, then our great mate David Taggart always says the easiest thing to do as a jockey is to lead him up. And I think Tuvalu will get a soft lead from Barrier 2 and control the race. So I think he should be given every chance. And this could be the one that explodes Jamie Carr. Okay, Tuvalu for Mickey and Mitch. And Dino, you're with Antino. I think it'll be either Antino or Prowess. I don't think Tuvalu will beat those two horses there on Saturday. Race eight, the Manicado, the Inferno. Geez, he worked well on Tuesday at $29. Bordes Notches at $7.50. Uncommon James. Blinkers go off. Matty Hoisted happy with him this morning when we had a chat to him on Giddy Up Stable Mail, $7.50. IME at $7.50. Milo says $1.50 was too short from Imperatrice. She's into $1.40 now. Let's hear from Mark Walker, the trainer of Imperatrice. I caught up with him after the track work of Imperatries on Tuesday at the Valley? A thousand was a little bit unknown to us. We hadn't really done that before, but 1,200 to 1,400 is really a pit distance. Oh, she, she was going pretty good last prep too, so she's just matured into a big, strong mare now. So, um, you know, she's sound and happy, yeah. Yep, fifty wasn't a bad price for some punters. We bet 365, Mickey Gannon. Is she home and host in the yeah. Manicato? Yeah. Gee, she's she's the best sprinter in in the Australasia, yeah. which probably makes her the best sprinter in the world. Would I be correct in saying that? Yeah, I think so. The the two runs I've seen, especially your last start effort, was unbelievable. And now we're talking about a horse that like I am me that can't win it, like you know, that the, the won the Group Three. Like, please, I love you, Milo, but please, this horse deserves to be a dollar fifty. It'll probably start a dollar forty if you can get a dollar fifty plus. Fantastic. Um, you know, do what you need to do with it. But I think it's just a great spectacle. You just, it depends what app, risk appetite you have, G. Yeah. Whether you're the kind of punter that likes taking $1.50 pops, but I think she'll get the job done, barrier four. The scary proposition is 1,200 metres. She hasn't been there yet, this preparation. She's like, only going wow. to get better, Mitchie. Oh, yeah. She'll just win. Yeah. Uh, she goes well over the 1,200 usually. She's won five out of seven. It's three from three at the track. She should be very hard to beat. What's her right price then, Dino? Yeah, right price. I think she'll start a dollar thirty or probably shorter. Well, dollar fifty value then. Sometimes dollar fifty can be value if you think about it like that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I think price is irrelevant. It's what price the horse starts and what price you've got the horse marked. I think a lot of people pop people back in short odds, but if you back a dollar fifty chance that starts at dollar thirty, that's an outstanding bet. And if you want to be successful long term, um, that's the profile you'll take any. Um, day of the week but there's obviously people that don't want to do it, and that's fine it's a game of opinions you can chime in and chime out whenever you like but I think she'll start shorter her profile's elite up to 1200 metres helps uh, barrier fours outstanding am I going to back her no I'd probably want $1.50 plus $1.60 um, but I'm not going to take her on because there's no jink in her armour in this race perfect setup, perfect track perfect distance it's almost um, like Winx sort of stuff isn't it Dino back in the days where Winx would line up yeah, it is. And it's all opinion-based. Obviously, in this game, you, you can have those people that want to back a, a bigger horse, which you can do in the, in the sense of that. But um, obviously, the big guys will chime in and they don't care what the price is. All they care about is if they've got it marked shorter. So we'll see a, 
Uh, late, if she gets out to all 60 plus, I'd be happy to chime in at the current odds. I'm more happy to grab a beer and watch her go around. Let's run through the other quality leagues there at the Valley on Cox Plate Day. We've got the seventh race, of course, which is for the three-year-olds, and it's a lead-up to the Derby, the Golf Fars. Sun Source, $12. There is Salt, the South Aussie at $7. Verdad's the favourite at two fifty. dollars Apula at $9 and the quick backup after having no luck the other day. Snowman at five fifty, Port Lockroy at seven dollars. Big prices for the rest. Mickey Gannon. Port Lockroy is a great bet. I'm just obviously not sure whether it's going here or not. I think it's also a nom for the spring champion. But if it comes down here, I, yeah. I think Port Lockroy is a really good bet. Around no the decision mark, yet. Too. No decision so, yet. No decision yet. No. Well, if you can give him just give him a little nudge, this is the race. Yeah, I think I think that listening to. Um, Rob Archibald today, he didn't mention anything, but reading between the lines, I wouldn't be surprised if they do come to the Valley, Dino. Yeah, I think it's a big chance here. And like Gunnar mentioned, I think Snowman's dual nominated for the 1600 metre race up there in Sydney as well. So a little bit to play out with the second and third yeah. picks in the market. But I think Verdad's one of the better bets of the day. It was as good, if not better, than King Colorado in the Guineas at the check off its heels late. If we're giving King Colorado a chance in a Cox Plate, Verdad has to be a massive chance here. I think can settle closer. She'll get every possible chance to run out this strong uh, 20, 2,040 metres. Sorry. So Verdad firmly on top for me, Mickey. Yeah, I'm with you, Dino. Verdad's on top for me and one of the better bets. He's bringing in that Griff form line out of the Stutt Stakes, which I think is beginning to be one you can really trust. So he beat home Autumn Angel and Mojave Desert. Both of those horses have won since. He's been here at the Valley before. I think that's a positive for these young horses too. So Verdad's one of my better bets of the day. Geez, the Red Anchor's a beauty for the three-year-olds as well. Barber, this is the last race at $6. Maharaba at $4. Archo Nacho. Mark Sara gave this good this horse a really good push Tuesday morning with me at $5.50. La Parame was impressive on debut for Mara Eustace at $5.50. And then Schwartz was impressive on debut at $5 here. Mickey Gannon, who wins the last there, the Red Anchor on Cox Plate Day? Gee, I spent far too much time on this race because yes. I was talked myself into Archo Nacho. Then I looked at horses like La Parain and I thought, oh, hang on, Schwartz could jump out of the ground. It's just, it is. this is not a good way if you need to uh, get a result after 19 <laughs> races at the Valley. This is not a good way to finish the day. I'm just going to shoulders arm this one and just go straight short ball to Michi Lewis. Yeah, so this is how I thought about that race. It's tricky enough, so I looked for different angles and I put Mahaber on top given that he's been here at the Valley before and won here at the Valley. So he beat Brave Mead here. He's got that Valley experience. Um, to me, since that win, this has probably looked like a little bit of a target race. So I've gone with Mahaba, given he's got the track experience on some of these others that are coming from New South Wales and the like. Dino? Yeah, uh, Parain's uh, dual nominated as well for Sydney. So we'll wait and see which way they go there. I'm not sure if you know Gareth I'll find at out. All. I'll find out. But uh, these three-year-old races are becoming annoying. The top end of them aren't that good. So you can have horses like Schwartz who come out of these midweek races and they can aim right up. I think they just make them even more confusing. And then Gano makes a really good point. Do not force it um, in the sense of this race. If I had to lean one way, I'd be happy to take the new fresh blood on the scene in Schwartz. Gate one around the valley has good tactical speed. J-Mac on. That's the way I'd lean in a very tricky three-odd race to round out um, the 19 races. Whips are cracking here, boys. I'll get your opinion on a JRA Cup and a Mooney Valley Cup there tomorrow night at the Valley as that carnival kicks off there. Sydney, La Parain's going. Thank you to David Eustace there. So um, put a line through that galloper for Melbourne. Who wins the JRA Cup there, Mitchie Lewis? you got Ain't No Deal done, $4.00. 
Shayar 650, Red Sun Sensation 650, Braden Star 650, Forgot You $5, and Sabark $5. Good luck. Yeah, I put for, Forgot You on top in this race. Interesting race for me. He's won three out of four at the Valley. Winner over the track and trip. I just sort of thought horses like Hopeful might put a little bit of tempo in there that set him up well. Mickey Gannon, any opinion here? Oh, I thought a horse like Sabak's due a win, G, uh, yeah. but that barrier is a slight concern. He got D-lane. He can produce a good ride. So if I had a leaning, it would be to Sabak. Mickey Gannon? Um, yeah. Dean Watling, yes. Uh, no, oh, sorry, uh, Dean Watling. No, no bet here for me. All I'd right, be then. leaning on Mitchie Lewis. He's the, the Valley King. All right, Gold Cup then. Val and Declare work like a superstar there the other day. $5 at the Valley. Future history at seven fifty. Mickey Gannon purchasing 10% of that Galloper for $200,000. <laughs> Cleveland at six fifty, and Luna Flair, Mitchie Lewis at three eighty. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the horses aimed at the Melbourne Cup, like Future History or Luna Flair. But I really like Luna Flair. She's won this race before, and she was second in it last year. She thrives here at the Valley. She looks the one for me. Okay, Mitchie. I'll just be cheering for the uh, owners of Future History. All right, Mickey. Yep. So Future History for Mickey Dino. Uh, I think Luna Flair. The gate is the big tick. Thirteen Barry thirteen last start in the Turnbull Stakes. Now gets gate three um, up in trip, um, can set a lot closer. It was nearly as good as um, the runs of sort of West Wing Blows, your Sulkins, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I think Luna Flair, hard to beat in the Mini Valley Gold Cup. Staking plans for the Valley. Mitchie Lewis, we'll start with you. Okay, so I'm going to start Friday night. Race five, number three, She Dances. I'm going to have $100 on. Uh, and then I'm going to go Saturday, race seven, number three, The Dad, $80 on. And then I've got a four-leg multi with ew, She Dances, The Dad. Uh, sorry. Come back to me with the multi. All right, then I will. The computer's just blown up. No problems. So if my multi's on that, on that confident, I remember them. Oh, I can uh, do it now. I can right, do then. it now. Uh, she Dances, The Dad, and then we'll go race three, number two, Wish Law Lass into Imperatrice, and that's an $18 multi. Love it. Dean Watling. Yep, I am keen to bet up in the valley. Um, I think race three, number three, Osmosis is one of the better bets of the day around that $9 price. Um, six fastest last um, 600 in the meeting first up. Sneaky run, strips fit up, can settle closer. I'm going to have $40 on race three, number three, Osmosis. Cox played, I'm going to have $50 on Romantic Warrior and $30 on Brightside. And I'll save my remaining... Uh, remain, Oh, remaining, yeah, remaining cash there at Randwick. What about you, Mickey Gannon? Just to clarify, Dean, that's Osmos, yeah, not yeah. not the Bjorn Baker train Osmosis. Yes, Osmos. I haven't seen the race yeah. yet, but just want to make sure the punter's yeah, got right. the right steer there. Um, I, I just have a hundred dollars. Um, this horse may not go around here, G, but race seven, number six, Port Lockray, uh, hundred dollars at the uh, around the eight dollar mark. That'll be. That'll be it for me. All right, then. Beautiful. The horse that might not be going around, you made it your special after the $55,000 <laughs> races that were previewed just before there on the weekend preview. But I love it, Mickey Gannon, because he you... He has not missed Gannon this morning. No, 10.35. Let's take the news. We are running out of time, aren't we, Jacko? Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up, 10.38. It's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. Timmy Wilson, we need to talk to you because you've got a host of chances across the weekend. 
including a two-year-old blue stratum that's been backed off the map, mate, in the English banner. Hello to you. Good morning, mate. Yeah, he's uh, he's a pretty exciting son of Blue Point that, that won a trial down at Futura by, by five. It was uh fastest time of the morning and he, he beat the older horses. So, yeah, we, we, that was about three weeks ago. We, we just made sure we, we got into this race. And unfortunately, the racing gods in a race where it comes down to a, a bit of a random ballot have put a second emergency. So, look, we've got Barrier 3 and Damien Lane. So if we get in, we, we, we give it a shake. But uh, I'm texting everyone I know of influence, trying to get two scratch for us, mate. All right, then that kind of, well, money can, no, you, I know you wouldn't do anything like that, Timmy, but we wish you the best of luck <laughs> if you do gain a start. What about you, Dino's declared, well, he thought you had osmosis in your stable, but it's osmos. Um, he's declared that tomorrow or Saturday at the Valley. What's your best? Because you've got a pretty handy team engaged across the weekend. Yeah, we, we've got, I hope we can get a few because we've also got a few up at Doombin. Um, our best horse in Queensland, a bounding runs up there in race seven. She, she's three seventy, just draws ten of ten. She, she'll need luck, but I, I think she she's won in the making. Um, really good colt Friday night race one at the Valley called Reveline. Um, oh. I've tipped I've tipped him before yes. and got him scratched at <laughs> scratched at the gates a few weeks ago, but I like him. But look. Um, in a weekend where we've got a lot of shorties, I, I'm, I'm with Dean. I, I think our out, out there for the weekend is Osmo. Um, you know, first up run, she drew 14 or something, went back to last against her pattern. She had the fourth fastest final 600 of the meeting. She's motoring. She looks great. I still think she's she's one run away from an absolute peak, but Barrier 5, Timmy Clark, she, she's thrown in with 54 against the favourite who's got 59. Like the favourite's a top-class horse, barrier one, Damien Lane. So we'll need to be going good to beat it. But I just thought the pull in the weights was significant. She, she's got form around the other other runners like Thalassophile and, and Soul Choice from the Queensland Carnival. So, yeah, I just thought nine bucks, barrier five. She's um, each way all, all day and, and, and be, wouldn't be surprised to see her stick her head out. Good luck, Timmy. Um, can we, have you got a blue point that we should be getting into there as we, if, if we head to first light <laughs> racing? A few people have found the old listing online and have texted me saying there's still shares left, but there's not. <laughs> um, but D- D- Dean and I have done some some damage overnight in the UK out of the yes. Tattersall's horse, uh, horses in training sale. We added three, including um, one overnight, a son of Invincible Spirit called Cordor. Um, that Dino said to me about 8 o'clock last night, it's the best profile he's seen of any horse out of that sale. So we bought it for 150,000 guineas with, with Trent Bustedon and... Uh, First owner's my wife. So if you oh. want to push, uh, that'd be the way to go. Sensational, Dean. Hopefully you take 10% since you declared as the best horse that you found at those tat sales. So we wish you the best of luck, Timmy. We can't wait to catch up with you for a big lunch next Friday on Derby Eve. Awesome, boys. Looking forward to it. All right, then. Great to catch up. Mickey Gannon, you want to say something? Oh, yeah. No, Timmy, I've just been waiting by the letterbox, mate. I just haven't quite got that invite yet. Maybe it was by email. Beep. Beep. He's gone. Oh, Love him. Yeah. Love him. Hey, he just texted me. He said, "No, but Mickey, you can stay with me as well. Don't worry about that. You've got an invite. You've all you're always invited, even oh, though just you stirring didn't... him up. He's a great man. Even Isn't though... he doing well? Imagine he... being like, how yeah. good are you going buying horses off those sales? So they're yeah. flying. Even though you didn't invite us to golf or anything like that last week, but yeah. that, trust um, me, you, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't have wanted to be there. Yeah. It's no surprise <laughs> that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing. Firstlightracing.com.au. We'll preview. The invitation and the spring champion stakes at Randwick straight after this with the weekend preview.
live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall with you. This is a weekend preview. Mitchy Lewis has ducked off. He said, I'll leave the, the Sydney races to the boys, Mickey Gannon and Dean Watling. So let's have a look at the feature races in Sydney. We've got a couple there. We've got the Invitation and the Spring Champion Stakes. We'll take a look at the Spring Champion Stakes first of all. Rafa Tax, $6. Tom Kitten, $240. Gumbaray at $9. Then we go down to Port Lockroy, if he goes that way, at $12. And then big prices for the rest. Uh, apart from the filly, Tuta La Vita at $7 here, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, it's a really nice race, G. I think it's interesting because now we get the 2,000 metres and some of these more um, classy horses may get found out. So the real question mark here is Tom Kitten. How forward is Adam Hieronymus going to be on this horse? Will he put him into the race unlike uh, Nash has done in the last to, or has it come to the end of this preparation? There's plenty of uh, unanswered questions here. Therefore, I'm happy to be against it. I thought a horse like Cap Ferre wouldn't surprise if it jumped out of the ground, but I'm I'm very keen on one here. G, I messaged you during the week about it. Where is it going? Well, Spring Champion, you quickly, promptly replied, Spring Champion Stakes, Mickey, then Derby. Melbourne Cup still on the radar as well. Madatsu, number 10. You're getting around $51. I think that's a great each-way play. It comes out of a Kembla um, Class 1, but it was really good. And I think the 2,000 metres, that was its first time over 2,000 metres. It was impressive. I think 2,500 will see the best version of it, but at $51 each-way, that's a great each-way bet for me, Dino. Yeah, good race. Uh, I'm in the other uh, end of the court. Oh, I think Tom Kitten's the best bet of the day. He was phenomenal last start. Got a long way back, and they really went hard up front with rapid tax setting a solid tempo. So for Tom Kitten... To sustain a run from the back, loop him and get within half a length of the winner, I thought it was a phenomenal effort. That just screams to me that he'll run a strong 2,000 metres. Um, he ran the ninth fastest last 200 of the meeting. That was the day that you could not make any ground at all. So I thought that run had a lot of credit in it. Um, Adam Ronald's on will 100% sit closer here and prove too hard to beat, in my opinion. I think Gunnar makes a good, opinion, uh, good point, though. If he's going to get beat, it's because he's trained off and we won't know until the race, Gareth. And we had Guy Molecast run a breeding bloodstock and banter podcast with the captain. He says he's taking on Tom Kitten. He says that, he, that he doesn't believe he'll get the trip with his breeding and the like. And hopefully the hippo doesn't push the button too early like he did with Tropical Squall because he definitely oh, won't he get does. the trip. Um, yes, for you, Mickey Gannon. I hope Tom Kitten wins because he deserves it. He's been he knocking on the door this prep. Well, I backed him the last two starts and he's, and he's yep. got me beat, so he'll probably lob by four. <laughs> we'll take a break. I off last time, I'm back on. Oh, we'll take a break and come back with the invitation. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Getting Up. This is the weekend preview. It's time to take a look at the invitation at Randwick for the Mayors on a Saturday afternoon at Royal Randwick. Alcohol free. Adrian Bott says she'll run a much improved race. Third up into this contest over the 1,400 metres. $15 with bet 365. Espiona 340. Ruthless Dame 13. Opal Ridge. Luke Pepper says that he can't wait to see you get out to the seven furlongs at $10. Roots is at nine. Magic Time at 380. Paracel $7. Big prices for the rest, Dee Watling. Who wins the invitation? Outstanding race. I think it's a two-horse race between Espiona and Magic Time. No spoilers to find that. They're obviously the top two in the market. 
I think I would have made Espiona the best bet of the day if she drew a gate. The rail is in the true, and there's a little bit of rain around uh, Sydney at the moment, so it should play fair, but I thought she was outstanding in the Everest back to two, uh, 1,200 metres. She copped alcohol-free back in a lap, got checked, and then still found the line before that. She was phenomenal winning the golden pendant, so I think she's incredibly hard to beat, just needs luck, and magic time, the tick for that horse is it's got tactical speed compared to Espiona. I love the three weeks between runs, smart last start win, a little bit of sting out up to 1,400 metres suits and she'll be up on speed. So I'll be more than happy to have a dual bet play on the three, Espiona, and the seven, Magic Time. Yeah, there's four horses I thought could win the race, Parasail, Magic Time, Alcohol Free, and Espiona. And given that Alcohol Free, Magic Time, and Parasail all go forward, I think it will set up for Espiona. So Espiona on top. I'm not sure there's any spoils at the price, though, yeah. G, around the $3.40 mark. So happy to keep my powder dry just until we see how the track plays. Given race eight, we'll have plenty of time to do that. And I don't think that we'll see much movement in the in the market. So at the moment, Espiona on top. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'd, I would love to see uh, Alcohol Free get the job done. We'll run through, yes, the calendar Presnell quickly. Should we be taking 210 Arctic Glamour? This filly taking on the boys. She was impressive the other day once again, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, I think she'll get the job done. Draws well, barrier one can sit close to 1,600 metres. I think she's got a fair bit of upside. Uh, I think $2.30 is probably okay. So if you're, you know, she, there's a fair gap through to the next one. So I like her. I think she's, uh, I think she would be a bet come Saturday afternoon. Dino? Yeah, too short for me. This start, I think it's a harder race. Ostraka, Snowman, if there, and a couple of others, oh, I think I'll be dodging her here. And if you like her, potentially back her in the 1,000 guineas instead of, yeah, 1,000 guineas guineas instead of this race. Staking plans, lads. We'll start with you, Mickey Gannon at Randwick. Yeah, I'm just going to go nice and aggressive 50 each way on Madatsu at $51 and $10 a place, G. I love it. It's already had some backing as well. The Mickey Gannon followers are jumped on. So that's, of course, in the Spring Champion Stakes, which is race seven. And uh, it's horse number 10 into $34 now. So 50 each way there. What are you doing, Dino? Just going to have my remaining $80 on Tom Kitten. Uh, in the spring champions. I think he's incredibly hard to beat and he's the best bet of the day there up in Sydney. The other one's down in Melbourne, 40 on Osmos in race three and then 50 on Romantic Warrior and 30 on Brightside. And I want to get Jacko to give us an update. I had a, a yes. pretty good day last week, so... All right, then. I was just about must to have gone all right. It's the first time he's ever asked for a leaderboard uh, update. I was about, yeah, it is. Now you're going to get me into trouble with Jacko because he's reminded me 5,000 times to update the staking plans and the tally. And I said, just I'll... We'll save that for last, Jacko, but Dino just had to jump the gun, didn't he? Mickey Gannon didn't participate last week. Dean Watling won $800, so Mickey Gannon's up $2,649, and Dino's up $1,500. How did me old mate Mitchie Lewis go yesterday, last week? Staking plan no good. Mm, that's a difference between tipping winners and punting. Dino's nearly fallen off his chair there, G, because he's like, oh, I would, have, I would have caught Gannon. He's had a week off. I would have caught him. Mate, no. You're still 1,100 behind, and I had the week off. Bad I, I think I would have been close. I don't know what happened to my... Um, Gano should have been minus 1,000 for yeah. being a caddy instead of then coming on the program. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh that's a bit uh, harsh. That's getting a bit, that's that, getting a bit longer that's to personal. that joke, Dino. Yeah, that, you've got to get some new material. <laughs> Given that there's no truth in the matter. Says um, Gareth who brings up the running joke. Sure. Yeah, but that was true. I was lame. I was three or five lame in the running. I, you know, that's that, fair. That's a good point. Well, I'm I'm talking facts, Dino. Romantic Warriors, since I've declared it's drifted to four dollars with Pet three six five. I'm just going to have two hundred dollars on him. Love it. Danny Shum, he'd be going straight to Hong Kong after it. Three so, piece jacket. Yes. A three piece suit for Danny. He'd be celebrating um, um 
on first class there, um, back for Happy Valley on Sunday. Thanks, Mickey. Thanks, Dino. Thanks, Good on Jay. you, Mitchie. Thanks, Good to be back. Love it. Thanks, guys.